Hey, Lizzie. Hey, Sam. I was thinking that we do something a little different this week. Ooh, I'm listening. So I propose that we take the format that we've honed to perfection and throw it out the window. I love a (laughs) rebrand. In all seriousness, you guys, we were going to take this week off, but we found this in the vault. So we're bringing it out of the vault, dusting it off, presenting it here to you. And that movie is Pearl, directed by Ty West. Yes, so the film is not gay or subtextual, but we do have a lot to say about it. Trust. (laughs) So in this episode, basically, we got together in front of the mic before seeing the film in theaters and made some predictions based on the trailer. And then we get together after seeing the film to review our predictions and download our many, many thoughts about this film and the franchise as a whole. Yes, so this film is a sequel to the movie X, which is also our first ever bonus episode on Patreon. So if you like this franchise, or if you just want to support us generally, you can find that at patreon.com slash pod. Um, so yeah, that being said, there will be some spoilers for the film X and obviously for Pearl. But we hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see y'all next week for our regularly scheduled homosexual programming. That's right. See you then. Hey, I'm Sam. And I'm Lizzie. And we're queer people who love movies. This is Subtextual. Okay, so let's... Let's do this. Let's watch the trailer, and then I want to talk with you about a couple of, like, reactions to the trailer and a few predictions for the movie. Sure. And then we'll go see it together this weekend and report back. Yeah, perfect. Please, Lord, make me the biggest star the world has ever known so that I'll make it far, far away from this place. Well, caring for your family during these times is admirable, but you only get one take at this life. If only they would just die. Pardon? Nothing. I'm worried there may be something real wrong with me. Rumor has it they only take one gal per town. We're looking for someone with X Factor. Has to be me. How about a film nobody else has seen? Is it legal? Will be eventually. I know what I've done. Bad thing. Okay, if I am being honest, it does look better than X. I can't tell because when I saw the trailer for X, I was like, what a cool concept. Like, Mm -hmm. this is all going to tie together so well and Mm -hmm. be so original. We've been fooled before. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't expect to be surprised by anything that happens. Like, I feel like I know what's going to happen, sort of. Mm -hmm. And also, like, spoiler alert, she doesn't make it, I'm assuming. What do you mean? Um, Oh, as a star. As a star. I thought you mean she kicks the bucket. Oh, oh. (laughs) she kills herself. Like, she gets quite old. (laughs) (laughs) But um, was there any part of that that, like, what kind of impressed you or what, what looked good? Well, I was actually just thinking that it's not an incredibly difficult thing to do to make horror movies, like, to market them. Because people who like them are like, okay, I'm going to watch this. And, like, as far as trailers go, you just cut together some, like, bloody scenes. And, you know, there's an alligator, so that's a big win. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think I'm just hoping that it has a little more substance than X. A few things that stuck out from the trailer specifically was... um, 
like I said, the alligator was clutch. Um, we love the alligator. Yeah, big fans. They should be first on the on the bill. <laughs> you know, top billing alligator. Frida, I think its name is. <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, well, it stuck out to you. Um, I do enjoy a horror movie that takes place during the day. I think the colors of X were really cool, and then this one looks like it's primarily a daytime film, which is pretty interesting. You would love Midsommar. Oh, I'm scared, but I feel like I will like it. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's in the solstice, so it's all it's all daytime, like, even at night. Right, fucking springtime, springtime, mm-hmm. no less. Mm-hmm. And also the idea of like them looking for X factor and that kind of what seemingly seems to be leading her towards like early pornographic films is an interesting tie-in with the original film X, which actually was one of the reasons I thought X was going to be really cool. I was like, that's like a fun premise. Retro 70s porno creation. Like, how are they going to play with that? And the answer was like, not very much. So (laughs) I will give it somewhat the benefit of the doubt i keep saying we're gonna go hate watch it but I'm at tr- the end I'm of the day try. i'm interested i think it is cool that they're coming out with a trilogy like bah, there's, bah, bah. An, <gasps> there's another one wait <gasps> there's a tri- what do you mean there's a tri- there's another one there's another one okay oh my god so they just <sighs> oh announced the third installment of the film of this trilogy called Maxine, M-A-X-X-X-I-N-E, Maxine, is going to be set in the 80s. And it's another slasher and the final film of this franchise. And that's crazy. You didn't hear that. <gasps> you Breaking know, news. Do you know how long I've been waiting for a Frank Ocean album? <laughs> and these motherfuckers just cranked out like three movies in the span of like six months. Question, has there ever been a series of movies that like release their trilogy like their subsequent movies so quickly. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, because TV shows will shoot it all at once. Mm-hmm. Granted, over like six or nine months, mm-hmm. but they'll shoot it all at once and release it like that. Like, is this going to set like a new breakneck pace for independent yeah. filmmaking? I wonder because Harry Potter's final installment was two parts, and I know Twilight's final installment was two parts as well. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if they made us wait a whole year because that they seems did. kind of cruel. They did. They made us wait, and the. They didn't need to be two parts. Neither of those movies needed to be two parts. Like the Twilight's two part, the first part of the end was like her being pregnant. And it, Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> with Renazberry. Renazberry. Uh, so we don't see anything like cool when she becomes a vampire in the vampire war until the second part. So I'm like, I get a whole movie for her just being like a skeleton pregnant lady. Yeah. And same Gosh. with Harry Potter. Deathly Hallows part one was super mid. That's like kind of low-key my favorite. It's just like them like setting up camp and like casting spells and like looking at each other and that's it and oh I'm yeah like, oh, when they dance drama. that song i'm like that's the whole movie we watched that fucking three-hour <laughs> movie for that moment that exact scene yeah uh, i took us off topic didn't i no that's okay but like x is setting some sort of weird precedent that i hope turns into something that is used like specially and not just as a way to like kind of overproduce and be this kind of like hyper creation machine that media has now become. I mean, look at us. Fucking, we're recording five podcasts today. Just kidding. Yeah. Or, <laughs> There's a camera there. There's a camera there. <laughs> but um, Lee, what did you think of the trailer? I wasn't a huge fan of the trailer. And I was, I actually still haven't seen X. Um, and I remember being pretty hyped for it, but after listening to you I'm guys, sorry, Lee. <laughs> no, but not not just you, but you know, I've heard some people who do like it, and I've heard um, some people who don't. 
So I'm not really sure when I'm going to get to it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll see Pearl. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the trailer. I wanted to say the one thing, I've seen the trailer a lot because I've uh, been going to the movies a little more, that someone explodes in this trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe she fucks a scarecrow or yeah. something. Yeah, someone explodes? Fuck? What do you mean, who explodes? There's, There's a at the, shot, towards the someone end. like blows up. Yeah. It's like they're it's like showing a, a lot of kills in this trailer. Oh yeah, they're, they're, the kill count is high, which does take away some of the fun of hoping someone makes it out alive. But I don't think I'm going to like any of these characters. If we're getting into predictions, I don't feel like I'll be emotionally attached to any of these characters, even the main character. Um, mm-hmm. maybe I'll like her, but, she, but I know what she becomes and I don't like that version. Exactly. It kind of ruins it for us because we know how ruined she ends up. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, why invest now? But it, again, it is an interesting idea. Uh, my prediction is that it's going to be like her being resentful towards these old people that she has to live with and killing them eventually. And then her making enemies with like the hottest girl in town who gets chosen at that talent scout and killing them. And somehow making it as a porn star. That's my prediction. <laughs> I think my prediction is that she'll try really, really hard, have a lot of sex, kill a few geese or ducks or whatever. But I think that she's going to burn out. I don't think she'll be in any proper porns. And I think that she'll like get an insanity plea or something. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. So we'll see you here in... One week our time, but probably two seconds of your time. <laughs> uh, deflated, dejected, hopefully enthused, or just angry. Yes. Some combination of that on the spectrum, we will deliver you our honest opinion. We promise you that. Okay. See you in a second. All right. We're back. We're back. And I feel much older. I do. I feel vintage. <laughs> oh, Lizzie, it took it right out of me. How are you feeling? That was a long movie. God, what was the runtime? It was 142, like, but it felt like much longer. Oh, it was an hour 42. Yeah, 142. Mm-hmm. How long was X? And I know that so specifically because about 20 minutes in, I looked up how long do I have to sit here? <laughs> That's never a good sign. So, like... We made some predictions before we saw the film. Mm-hmm. And listening back to them, I think we fucking nailed it. Yeah. I mean, before we get into our predictions, like, what was your overall feeling at the end of that? Like, what was your takeaway? I was less disturbed and upset than X, but I was bored and upset for other reasons <laughs> because the reviews coming out of this are just stark raving 10 stars best movie of the year level shit and i'm like am i missing something yeah I, I felt a little gaslit i think x deserved more of the praise we didn't like it and i still think it was not as good as promised but pearl was just truly elementary to me i think we came away with a better feeling than x because we had managed our expectations at that point and i was impressed with the technical aspect of it. It looked amazing. Mm-hmm. It really and did. The references that they had were on point. Stylistically, it was incredible, but the substance was just vacant of like anything that I could relate to. And it almost felt like they were just pushing to see how far they could get for the sake of it, like almost like a sport. Mm-hmm. But the last 40 minutes of it, I was in agony. Agony. There's like a fake out where it goes to black. And I audibly said, I had no filter at this point. Thank God. In the like silence of the theater. And then it flashes back into the end of the film. 
And I said, oh no. The pacing of Pearl is so slow. Molasses. Molasses. It felt like they were just filling screen time to make it a feature. And knowing that it's an hour and 42 minutes long, I'm like, yeah, they couldn't afford to cut anything because they had nothing else to fill it with. Also, I think it's a huge detriment to the film that it was edited by Ty West. Like directors that are editors, it can go one of two ways. The footage can really shine through because they know what they want from it. Mm -hmm. Or they never kill their darlings. And it's so fucking long. It was so long and so slow. Every scene was way too long. They showed transitions and like passages of time that did not need to take that long, but then didn't really build up the characters super duper much Mm -mm. in a way that I like my partner has a really good rule of thumb when it comes to filmmaking. And one of the reasons that he says he doesn't like horror movies generally is that you have to care about at least one character in a movie. For it to be a captivating movie, you have to care for one character. It doesn't even have to be the main character. Mm-hmm. It can be a side character, a la Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. For me, it was, what's her name with the podcast? Yeah. She was the character I was invested in. Rachel Sinode, I think. Yeah. Sinode. She's awesome. And then, but in Pearl, I didn't give a shit about anyone. The mom, the dad, maybe the like sister-in-law, but she was kind of, she wasn't given a lot to work with. I don't know. Lacking. Yeah, none of the deaths affected me. I was relieved by everyone dying because I was like, we're getting closer to the end, hopefully. It was way less violent, this one, right? Yeah, I'm just like super mad. I don't want to put off getting into the predictions, but I'm just really disappointed, like listening back to the trailer and our takeaways. They made it seem like this was going to be about her being a porn star, and she shot no porn. Yeah. None. It didn't factor into the plot whatsoever. Whatsoever. It seems like a nice nod to X, like she knows what porn is. She remembers she was there at the inception of porn, mm-hmm. but they marketed it like it was all about her being a porn star, which that never happened even once. Yeah. No, it was more about her having intense mommy issues and like obvious psychotic episodes. Like she is just an unstable young woman like nothing happened to her to create this way she was just born mm-hmm. as this like unstable person which like for me it's just not enough it's like, lazy it's lazy give her a reason you she yeah. has plenty to work with and they just didn't take advantage of any of it because in the know. beginning she's a very understandable character and then something switches but we don't see we don't see a valid reason for that switch then all of a sudden she's shouting and screaming and killing everyone. Yeah. And it honestly annoyed me. She annoyed was annoying me. to me. And it was predictable. Mm-hmm. Like seeing her lose her temper once when she does it multiple points throughout the film, it remains like the same style, the same flavor all throughout mm-hmm. and just gets louder. <laughs> yeah. And oh God, the screaming really fucking bothered me. Yeah. Be intentional with the screaming. Just yeah. a little more intention. It was screaming the whole second half. Yeah. I will say the compliment that I gave the trailer in the beginning, I still do hold as a compliment for the feature in that it does take place almost exclusively during the daytime. Yeah. And the coloring of the film itself was really interesting. It was very vibrant. It was a lot of very textural. And that was nice. I do like horror films that take place during the day, with the exception of The Hills Have Eyes. Fuck that movie. <laughs> Fuck that movie. No. Yeah. But the, the Hills Have Eyes is pretty split between day and night. It's some stuff happens at night. But yeah, this the one's most horrifying stuff happens during the day. I guess you're right. Is under the hill is still during the day. Mm. Anyway. Right. Uh yeah, so should we should we start talking about our predictions and what we got right and wrong? Yeah, let's start with you. 
Yeah. So I predicted I wouldn't be emotionally attached to any of the characters, <laughs> even the main character. I think those were my words. And uh, I was completely correct. I thought I would even care about maybe like the love interest or the parents, but that never kicked in for me. None of that. Not even her her sister-in-law, Tipsy Tootsy. She had a stupid name. <laughs> Tootsy Pootsy. Something like that. <laughs> Patsy. Something you would name your dog. I didn't care about her either. I expected that they would try really, really hard, which they did. Lots of sex, which they didn't. <laughs> mm -mm. Almost none. Yeah, I don't think we saw any sex. We saw her humping a scarecrow, which, which was, was so, completely unmotivated. So, and it took so long. Jesus Christ. I have to say, so I watched this film and then immediately actually after we went and watched this, that night I went home and watched Alien, mm -hmm. another incredibly slow-paced film However, nothing about Alien makes me want to skip, moan, blink at all. And it's mm -hmm. actually a whole hour, I think, or possibly more than this movie. And it takes its time. And there's barely any characters. Like, the similarities between setup are more alike than I would have imagined. Mm -hmm. But Alien did everything right, whereas Pearl, with a slow pacing, did everything wrong with that pacing. Anyway, I just wanted to say that, that. you can do slow well. Yeah, slow can pay off. It really can. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Alien, it needs to be slow. You have to create a whole world, yeah. you know, but we're already acquainted with this world very well. We know who Pearl becomes. And it really fucking pissed me off. I was excited to learn if Pearl was a killer, how she got away with it. Mm -hmm. No fucking mentions of that. At yeah. the end, it's a house full of dead people. Sloppy. And then it ends. And it's like, I assume that she would get like an insanity plea or something yeah, and then be like, you know, she has to stay in her house or something like that, but nothing. Well, you know who the scapegoat is for lazy fil film writing is the alligator because mm. she can just feed all the bodies to this alligator, assumedly, and just no one bothers to check on the four missing people. Well, I mean, I guess they could imply alligators can live a very, very long time. So it could be the same alligator in the second film. I would like to believe it I mean, is. in the in the first film, the one that follows this one sequentially. But yeah, I, um, I'm disappointed to say the least. Lizzie, do you want to go over your predictions? So I was actually more wrong about, I was like right and wrong on my predictions. I was not surprised by anything that happened because I kind of thought exactly what the trailer showed us, what was going to happen. But I did give it the benefit of the doubt, thinking that there was going to be some sort of rivalry between her and the pretty blonde character, which we've come to find out is her sister-in-law. Um, there wasn't really a rivalry. Pearl just like went off on her. Well, first talked your ear off for 15 minutes and then went off on her. Can we talk about the monologue, please? Can we? Okay. Can I read you a news article that was served to me on Twitter yes, a few please. days ago? Am I going to hate it? You're going to hate it. Great. The magazine Variety posted this article a couple days ago. It says, Mia Goth's nine-minute monologue in X prequel Pearl is one of the best film scenes of 2022. I almost lost, I almost, I almost lost my mind when I read that. Have, I was like, that is the laziest. Have they seen the dance-off in White Chicks? Are they <laughs> fucking kidding me? Anything is better than that. What the fuck? She was talking in circles, saying nothing. It seemed honestly improvised. Yeah. Dude, my biggest qualm with Pearl is that it is a say it, don't show it 
plot. Mm. This bitch says every thought that comes into her mind, we are not left to figure anything out. There is no subtext at all. No question. And she was repeatedly saying dialogue again and again and again, the same beats over and over and over. I wish my parents would die. I wish I, my parents would die. I wish I my parents would die. I think something's wrong with me. Yeah. Something's wrong with you. Uh-huh. And then she gets this whole monologue where, yeah, we find out more like exposition, but we learn nothing more about her. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it was just a burnt time. Yeah, it really did feel like it. And I'm the kind of person that I will walk out if I'm not enjoying something, but I had to finish it, unfortunately. And this is the point where I realized I couldn't sleep because I tried to sleep through this. I couldn't because of the screaming. <laughs> um, so I just got on my phone and started reading reviews. And like you, you were saying, all of them were positive. So I sorted by bad. And I finally found like... <laughs> a community of people I trust because they had the exact <laughs> same problem. Like the the monologue at the end just felt disrespectful. And the same thing with this Twitter article. Everyone on Twitter is like, wow, didn't feel a minute over five. What a great scene. My jaw was dropping the whole time. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm just really confused. What is what does she do in the monologue? I read I saw that headline too and I was like, uh. She's like part emotionally dumping on her sister-in-law because sister-in-law is like, what's wrong, Pearl? Like, tell me the truth. You can talk to me. And she's halfway emotionally dumping and also admitting to her that she isn't in love with her husband as much as she thought he was. She wants to cheat on him. And also that she killed all these people. Like, she's basically confessing Mm -hmm. um, and like crying. And I can't say Mia Goth didn't give a great performance. I think Mia Goth... You could totally hear her accent through the whole thing. It's true. It was, the, her accent was off and on uh, throughout the film. I just can't stand a nasally Southern accent. Like, when the Southern accent's like this and you sound like a pig in a cartoon. And your mom is German? And your mom is German. And Why your dad, you, assumably? And your, yeah, your dad is assumably German from? before he stopped speaking. So why do you talk like, if they keep you up in the house... I don't know. It was all really confusing. And then, like, the projector guy didn't have an accent at all. I was like, where are we in space and time? There is one sequence of the film that's pretty cool. Almost basically the end where they're, like, kaleidoscoping all these, like, really gross and colorful imagery. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really cool. One of the only, like, interesting parts of the film. And I'm like, why couldn't we have leaned into that more? Like, just go weird with it. If this is a world where she has this crazy accent and has all these crazy dreams, don't set it in like a reminiscent, nostalgic place of the 1920s. Like set it fucking weird, like just lean into it. But everything that happens is pretty realistic. You know, no one acts out of turn. So I'm like, I have no reason to believe that this isn't anything but like a poorly told real life scenario. There were a few things that they accomplished that I really enjoyed. Like I said, the like Technicolor it was so nice to look at. Mm-hmm. I wish I was looking at something else, but it was like really nice to look at. And the end credits were super fucking cool. Like she has like a face crack where she's like smiling and it's coming in on her face. And I was like, God, like you were saying, just lean into that. Like, mm-hmm. just be weird. I don't need, it really just came down to the editing. It was like slow, so fucking slow. They would show her, open the doorknob, walk into the room, mm-hmm. sit down, pick up the book, start reading. It's like, we don't need to see every menial task this person does because you didn't write 130 minutes of actual action. 
sorry. I'm fucking mad. I left this theater so fucking upset. Yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty disappointed. Uh, wrapping up your critique, one thing that you said in the theater that I thought was really funny is that like this ending is like the twin sister of the ending of Call Me By Your Name. It's like, like the evil the- twin of Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> exactly. Instead of looking into a fireplace and crying, you're looking at the camera and smiling. <laughs> You're right. It was a pretty interesting way to end it, but not I liked enough. It. No, I just, I wanted to get up the moment I knew it was over, but I was like, the ending credits are actually good. But mm-hmm. God, if you weren't there, Lizzie, I'd, I'd have left. Uh, thoughts on Martin Scorsese's reaction? We was kind of talking about this before we hit record. <laughs> yeah, Lee, Scorsese. do you remember what Scorsese said? Um, let's see. I think I just had it pulled up, but I just know he loved it, which is kind of crazy because... I don't know. He's been like a critic of a lot of popular movies, uh, like the Marvel movies, though I don't think this is necessarily similar to that. All right. So I have, it's about a paragraph. Let's see. Yep. Ty West's movies have a kind of energy that is so rare these days, powered by a pure, undiluted love for cinema. You feel it in every frame. A prequel to X made in a diametrically opposed cinematic register, think 50 scope color melodramas, Pearl, makes for a wild, mesmerizing, deeply, and I mean deeply disturbing, 102 minutes. Is it 102 minutes? Oh, because yeah. oh, mm-hmm. an hour and 42. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, West and his muse and creative partner, Mia Goth, really know how to toy with their audience before they plunge the knife into our chests and start twisting. He added, I was enthralled, then disturbed, then so unsettled that I had trouble getting to sleep, but I couldn't stop watching. Thoughts? I respect Martin Scorsese. I, I won't hold this against him, but that's like a really flowery way to call someone uh, derivative. <laughs> it's just, derivative! It strikes me as the boys club issue that I've always had with film and cinema where these huge creators will back up men doing these, like Lizzie said, incredibly derivative works. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I do know why, but like, <laughs> I'm telling you if Power of the Dog, Jane Campion did something like this, she would get read to fucking shit mm-hmm. because it's not good. Yeah. But when a guy does it, they're like, oh, this is intentionally bad. And I like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Olivia Wilde's trying to make her own name in cinema and all the fucking headlines can talk about is like this bickering that's happening behind the scenes. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Why is this what we're talking about? I think it's interesting if we're talking about Don't Worry Darling, because remember probably like six months before any of this drama even started, Boz Lerman was like, I had the chance to cast Harry Styles, but I chose to cast like someone of a lesser name and title. And it's like, oh, why would he do that? He had the option to cast Harry Styles, but we're understanding it's a double-edged sword to cast Harry Styles because everyone's so obsessed with him that they're eating this up like catnip and not giving a fuck about the movie at all. Yeah, exactly. So I can't understand why someone would like Pearl. I severely disappointed by it. If you liked it, we don't judge you. Okay, May, I just really, truly want to know, what did you like about it? I want to know if, and this sounds, I'm not trying to be critical of you. I'm sure everyone has their opinions for very good and valid reasons. But I just know when I look back at my life, I used to think I liked movies because everyone said they were good. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, like, so I think that's also feeding. It's like a snowball effect. If everyone's saying it's good, then you want to say it's good because you don't want to seem dumb like you didn't get it. Yeah, exactly. But like, I would like to know earnestly, like, if you liked it, why? Yeah. What did it scratch? What did it make you feel? Maybe we just weren't... I feel like we are the target audience for this film. However, we are not. Um, To wrap this up, would you like to watch the Maxine teaser that just came out? Sure. 
I, I'm not going to see this one. I draw the line. Yeah. But I feel like it's worth the watch. We've learned our lesson. problem is is that it looks really fucking cool you think that looks cool yes he's technically very skilled yeah and that's why pearl looked also really good yeah that's it's bothering me (laughs) it's just being sold a lemon like the car looks great on the outside but the engine underneath overheats Mm -hmm. quickly I have a complaint about that teaser. It's not much that happens in that teaser. It's just like a, what is it, like a VHS tape is put in. You see play and then like a helicopter shot coming over a ridge. And you see like instead of the Hollywood sign, it says Maxine in those big letters. And then it says it does that cool looking like 80s font. Uh, XXX Maxine coming soon. Yeah, like the Miami Vice. Mm. Yeah. The only thing is like I feel like that font like makes me feel like, oh, it's like 80s, but like sci-fi tech. I feel mm-hmm. like that font doesn't align with the stuff that we saw before. I totally agree. It looks like RoboCop font. Yeah, it's yeah like, it's Terminator. Like sci-fi or something for. So I don't know. I forget. How does X end? Like Maxine is still alive. Is she going to become a porn star? She gets out. She kills Pearl, Pearl's husband, all the rest of the people she, the film crew are dead. She just gets in a car and drives away. So you don't really see if she like makes it big. Yeah, it's left open ended. Okay. But this would take place after that film because mm-hmm. there are titles over this promo that say like Los Angeles, nineteen eighty six. So it's in the future after her start. What do you think it is? Like you think she's a porn star or actually a movie star? She fucking better be a porn star. They didn't do anything with that with Pearl, and they could have. I that would have been the perfect angle. I would really like to see like a Lovelace take on with the horror genre. I don't know if you guys have seen Lovelace with Amanda Seyfried, um, but it follows the uh, career of Linda Lovelace, that porn star who got really famous in the the 80s. It's great because they do they do like one pass where it's like how everyone sees her and she's really happy and successful. And then the second pass, like the second half of the movie goes in depth and like it's really hard to watch like all the shit she was put through. It was like Marilyn Monroe level manipulation mm. and abuse. I think that was a really good way to frame it. So I would hope it would be something like that, but I have a feeling it's going to be nothing like how I want it to be. Yeah. I sound so cynical, you guys, but like I've really tried. I feel stupid for trying to like Pearl. I just feel like it's supposed to, there's these movies that promise to have a message and when they don't deliver, it's really disappointing because I like plenty of movies that don't have a message. They're just fun, but because they don't promise a message, it's okay. So I guess it, it's just like pretending to be something new and original when really it's just like a big mosaic of things that you know people already like. I will say it's an original IP technically and how they're releasing it is pretty unprecedented. So they are doing new and interesting things that I think will carry over or I hope will carry over into future film franchises. But just put a little bit more thought into the script. The script on both sides is just not it. What if Jennifer's body was, like, told in this style? God, that'd be fucking amazing. It'd be fucking amazing. But, you know, Karen Kasama, I'm sure Martin Scorsese has nothing to say about her. Nope. Um, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully this didn't piss you off too bad. Um. <laughs> I have a feeling like if they like Pearl, they're not here now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've clicked out, and that's totally fine. Uh-huh. 
But um, yeah, we'll see y'all again soon. Thanks, you guys. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to keep this content ad-free, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash subtextualpod. See you next week.